Hello, muchachos. It's me, Frontier Cupid. And as usual, I'm flapping into Valentine's month a day late and a date short. But don't worry. I've got a couple of western tales steeped in romance. Just about as subtle as my patented pickaxe of love. Straight from the wild frontier of the public domain. Folks, welcome to the old Oregon Trail, where... Okay, look, you know it's really me, the horror host, and yet another crummy costume. I mean, did they charge extra for the fleas of this thing? Jesus. Anyway, my agent was apparently drunk when he negotiated with these dodecahedron or whatever people, so I gotta do this, okay? Let's try and make this as painless as possible, all right? <clears throat> Tales of the Old West are full of cowboys and Injuns, cattle rustling, and gold being a prospected. But there's precious little about real estate swindles. What? That stuff's a hobby of mine. Trust me, it's, it's exciting. One of them few stories concerns a little lady known as K-Bar Kate, and I call it Kate's Seven Day Wonder. Who's Kate, you ask? Why, that's Kate there. Catherine Slocum, whose fancy New York theater ambitions are wrapped around the heart and soul of a true rancher, raised in the Old West. Who is that man, miss? He tried to bribe me to let him deliver this letter. Said he was an old friend. I never saw him before. Hey, taxi. He walks like a cow, man. LaGuardia Airport. That pegs him. No city slicker breaks his matches. I wonder what a westerner is doing in Greenwich Village. Well, to answer your question, Kate, we're gonna have to do some traveling. Both west and back in time to the Slocum K Bar Ranch. That's an awfully good offer, Mr. Slade. But I couldn't sell this ranch without letting Kate know. And she's away out there at that New York Dramatic Art School. I'll write her tonight. All right, Mrs. Slocum. That brat will never let her sell, Jake. She was raised here. Leave it to me, Slade. Now, let's rejoin Mr. Slade and his left-hand man in the here and now. Any luck, Jake? No, Slade, but we ain't licked. Suppose something happened to old Ma Slocum. Her daughter would have to sell. Everything ready, Jake? Yes, Slade, and this'll get him started. Ah!
There's something after those cattle. gotten quieted down, but there must be something up on the ridge. Better go see. Well, I'd be a little careful if I were you, Ma Slocum, especially when it comes to that old bridge. <laughs> it's lucky that Deputy Howell comes along in the morning before the darkness takes you, Ma Slocum. Somebody's hurt down there. Thank God you fell on your horse, Ma Slocum. He's dead, but you're alive. Well, there's alive and alive, Deputy Howell. Maybe you should send for your childhood friend Kate to help her mother as she heals. Which brings us right up to date, don't it? Well, Kate... The doc says my hip won't let me ride for months. Guess I'll have to take Slade's offer and sell the K-Bar. Nonsense, Ma. My career can wait. I'll run the ranch. Maybe Don will help me some. Sure will. That's great news, kids. I lost my gun when I fell down in that draw. Feel kind of lost without my old pal. Don and I will go look for it in the morning. Something's funny about this. That bridge was always solid as a rock. I found it! Come on down! I want to show you something! Here's your ma's gun. And something else. Sawdust. Yes, and, and here's where it came from. This log has been sawed. What's this? Something tied up in a handkerchief. Ore samples and a muddy handprint. Looks like the guy has a finger missing. Hmm, a finger missing. Wonder what that reminds me of. Have you seen those ore samples around? The ones I found over on the K Bar Ranch? My gosh! Maybe you lost them somewhere on Slocum's property. We'll have to work fast. They might find them samples on their ranch and get suspicious. If they locate that vein, they'll never sell. I'll double my offer right now. You might want to hurry up some, Mr. Slade, because right this minute, Kate and Don are showing her ma their findings. J.S., I don't know anybody around here with those initials. Neither do I. I wonder why I keep wondering about that three-fingered handprint. Sorry to hear about your accident, Mrs. Slocum. 
I came over to see how you were and double my offer. Meet my new foreman, Jake Smith. Howdy. Haven't I seen you somewhere before, Mr. Smith? I guess not, ma'am. Jake Smith. J.S. Hmm. Is this your handkerchief, Smith? It has a J.S. on it. Where'd you find them more samples? Give them here, they're mine. Shut up, Jake. Now I remember where I saw that hand before. You're the man who tried to intercept Ma's letter in New York. You didn't want me to know she was going to sell the K-Bar. You fool! You spoiled the whole deal! Yes, and now I got you pegged. Jake Smith, alias Three Finger Joe, wanted for bank robbery, and now for attempted murder. So that's why you joined up as my foreman so cheap, hiding out. Don't move, anybody. Don't forget, Slade, it was your idea to saw Slocum's bridge. Sorry, deputy, I'll have your gun. No, you don't. You ain't going to leave me here. Says you. He forgot to take Slade's gun. Never mind, Don. I've got this old pal of mine back. Here, catch. Got him in the leg. And after all that excitement blows over, seems old Ma Slocum has the last laugh. Slate called Jake a fool, but if Slate had been ranching these parts longer, he'd have recognized those ore samples as fool's gold. He's not the first fool to die for that mistake. Well, Jake is safe in the county jail. When his wounds have healed, he'll stand trial for plenty, thanks to Kate. You're the one that brought him down for seven days. Wondered why Westerner was in New York after my mail. I may be a deputy, but there's some around here I'd like to steal. Well, I'm sound asleep. And my back is turned. How can I stop you? You can't. Well, ain't that just a sweet little wrap-up? Too bad Jake and Slade were too greedy to examine their find more closely. Now Slade's on a slab, and Jake will be getting a new necktie. So until the next time you venture into the Old West, remember to watch for rough terrain, never jump a claim, and always stay inside the public domain! (laughs) I thought that chewing tobacco wasn't supposed to do that to you. You've been listening to Kate's Seven Day Wonder, adapted by Eugene R. Hendricks and performed by the Akadekagonagon Theatre Works with special guest, Greg Lamberson. This audio play was based on the story featured in the Trojan Magazine comic, Western Crime Busters No. 4, published in 1951, written and drawn by Rex Mason, and is in the public domain. If you enjoyed this story, it and many other comics in the public domain are available at comicbookplus.com. Please visit and support them. Please visit the ATW at akadekagonagon.blogspot.com for news on upcoming and current projects. Until next time, good night! Mmm, mmm. Moist. Hi, Maury Clawhammer here. 
you want an adult fast food experience that won't drain your bank account and will make a big splash with your date? Mmm, Well, come on down to Maury's Moist Burger, where there's no reservations and no questions asked. Maury's Moist Burger, 323 West Access Drive, where the secret is moisture. Mmm, mmm, moist. Look, I understand the cowboy hat and the bandana and boots and all, but what's with this diaper? I'm kind of self-conscious about my varicose. Oh, oh, we're on. Hello, kitties. It's me, the Frontier Cupid. The Old West was a place so fraught with perils and hardship that it needed a rugged, manly Cupid who was tougher than leather to bring romance to all the cowpokes and pistoleras. Yeah, that should fix this mess. I still got it. The history of our expansion into the West is filled with brave men, and even braver women, who had to set aside the need for love to bring order to a lawless land. One such woman is Sheriff Sal. Wait a minute. Doesn't this girl have a last name? Oh, come on! This woman's the main character. The male lead has a last name. Wait a moment. Hold on. This character starred in her own series of adventures. And she doesn't... No, wait. Here it is. One such woman is Sheriff Sally Starr, who brought law and order to the town of Red Dog to the detriment of her personal life. But certainly your old pal Cupid could do something to resolve her issues during Sheriff Sal's last stand. Gosh, Sal, I love you so much it hurts. When I have you in the moonlight like this, you're all soft and sweet, and that badge of yours keeps coming between us. I'm not the one letting the badge come between us, Flash. I love you too. I'll marry you whenever you say, but I won't give up my job of sheriff. A gal who lets her pride and ambition get in the way ain't making much of a wife in my mind. Seems to me it's your pride that's making you act all ornery. Being sheriff ain't no job for a woman anyhow. Come election, I'm gonna run against you. Maybe that's what you had in mind all along. Maybe you want the job instead of me. In a few days, the town of Red Dog is divided. Sal's kept order in Red Dog. We need to keep her in. But we're a laughing stock in this territory. We need a man like Flash. Front laws our town. We need Sal. We need to get rid of petticoat politics. Flash is the man for the job. I reckon you think if you win, I'll marry you. I wouldn't marry you if there wasn't another man on Earth. And you ain't gonna win. Maybe this will learn you that a gal's job ain't chasing outlaws. You and your ideas of what a gal should do. 
I'll show you. You've had things long enough. Maybe this will learn you that a gal's job ain't chasing outlaws. That's it, Flash. Purdy girls ought to be kissed. They oughtn't to be sheriffs. Kiss her right out of office, Flash. Flash Gannon, I'll never forgive you for that. I ought to shoot you in your tracks. I'll make you sorry you ever dared kiss me in public. Later, as Sal thinks about her situation back at the sheriff's office. Looky here, Sal. We've been packing you right along on account we knew you're a pappy, and we are making a right good sheriff here lately. But too many things have been happening. Rustlers are back taking cattle again, and there's a new coyote holding up and robbing along the trail. They're calling him the Mass Stranger, and he got the Lone Star payroll yesterday. I know all this, boys. I've been working on it. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rustler and the Masked Stranger were the same Lobo. But I haven't been able to throw a loop on him. Ain't too good for you that this rattlesnake crawled across your path at election time. Makes the town think maybe Flash could have had that maverick roped up by now. Say, this trouble just got started since Flash been running against Sal. We never heard of this masked stranger until now. You don't suppose Flash... Oh no, Flash is not that kind of breed. We're fighting each other, but he wouldn't turn outlaw just to put me in a bad light. You can't tell. It's worth thinking about. You better keep an eye on Flash. You're plum loco on that line, and election or no, I don't aim to let you pin anything on Flash that he didn't do. That was Lone Star owner Mr. Brown and his foreman Joe. We better tell them both what we think. Yeah, they ought to. And so, Mr. Brown is informed of the suspicion. She better do something about this mass stranger and the rustling. She sure had if she wants my vote. I've been losing a dozen cows a night, and having my payroll stolen was even worse. I was up in the hills looking for strays when that mad stranger got the payroll. But it don't look to me like Miss Sal's to blame. This outlaw seems a pretty smart hombre. That's why Pete and me figure it was a trick of Flash Gannon's. Joe. Maybe he's doing these things so we'll feel that we need a man for sheriff and elect him. It's Flash, sure enough. He figures on being sheriff and the masked stranger. Having everything his own way with no chance of the law getting him on a counter, he's the law. Let's find Flash! This ain't no job for a lady sheriff. Find Flash, Nas Christian's leader. Come on, fellas, let's go. Meanwhile, Sally Starr, that's her full name. I looked it up in an almanac. That's a book. Scours the Badlands, her mind conflicted. I'm gonna comb these hills and valleys until I find some trace of the masked stranger or the rustler. Even if he's one and the same person. He can't just fade into thin air. Wait. Flash! What are you doing in the hills? What's that in your hand? I've been looking for the masked stranger or the rustler, and I came on this cache of clothes. It looks like the clothes the bandit wears. And down in the valley, there's cattle that's been rustled. 
By rights, I ought to shoot you first and ask questions after. That's what the townsfolk are going to do if they find you. I shouldn't even be talking to you after what you did to me in front of everybody. But in spite of it all, I'm giving you a chance to come clean. Come clean? I don't know what you're driving at, Sal. Some of the folks are thinking you're the masked stranger and the rustler. These things have been happening around election time, and a sheriff that can't catch a bad hombre terrorizing the country doesn't have much chance of being re-elected. Sal, you can't believe that. I didn't, until now. But what am I to think when I see you with those duds in your hands and... and... Oh, Flash, I can't believe it. Sal, my girl... Flash feels the pickaxe of love dig deep between his shoulder blades. What? It's the Wild West. People are tougher than normal. Simple arrows just won't cut it. You need something with a little heft. Honey, you do love me, and this proves it. Oh, Flash. I love you, honey, and I wouldn't lie to you. I don't know a thing about that dirty dog that's been rustling Robin. Not now, Flash. There's a bunch of riders coming. Look, the sheriff's here ahead of us. But this ain't no job for a gal. There ain't no mistake about it, boys. That's the clothes the masked stranger wears. Only one thing to do with rustlers and bandits. Get out of the way, Miss Sal. Stand back, all of you. I'm still sheriff around here. We sure hit the right trail. Down in that hidden valley are all the cattle rustled from our ranch, Mr. Brown. I'm warning you all. Stand back. I don't want to pump lead into you. We're friends. I'm not hiding behind any woman's skirts. If they want me, Sal, let them come and get me. We aim to take Flash. We don't want to hurt you, Miss Sal, but everything is pointing toward Flash being the masked stranger. Even a sheriff, you got no call to shield the guilty man. You have no positive proof of Flash's guilt. And as sheriff, it's my duty to see that even a guilty person gets a fair trial. We're civilized now, so there's going to be no more necktie parties around here with the wrong man at the end of the rope. If you suspect Flash, it's up to you to prove he's guilty. Until then, he's my prisoner, and I'll be responsible for him. Shell's been right a lot of times. Maybe she is now. I reckon Flash ought to have a fair trial before we hand him. I hate to do this, Flash, but there's no other way. It's all right, honey. I always aim to be handcuffed to you, anyhow. Late at night, Sal reveals her hand. I had to put you in here, but now I'm going to release you in my custody. Our horses are outside. You mean, we're going to escape together? No, I couldn't do that. When I took my oath of office, I promised to uphold the law. I'm letting you out, but I'm bringing you back. What are you planning, sweetheart? You've been after me to marry you for years. If you still mean it, I thought we'd ride to Dry Gulch and get the Parsons to do it tonight. When the circuit judge comes tomorrow, He'll ask me about where I found you. I'll have to tell the truth, and it'll make you look bad. But if we're married, the law books say a wife don't have to testify against her husband, so... I'd rather it wasn't this way, but it's something to be getting you at last. And so, 
the two lovebirds hightail it up to Dry Gulch. I now pronounce you man and wife. If I hadn't been so stubborn, we'd have done this long ago. But now, I gotta get you back to jail before daybreak. But the newlyweds find their plan has been found out. Don't touch your gun, Flesh. I'm the sheriff, and I won't fire unless they fire first. I should have let you take this responsibility. Joe Dunn told us you let Flash out, and while he was out, the stage was held up again by the masked stranger. That proves Flash done it. We're through fooling. We want him! You say Joe told you. Where is he now? Say, where is Joe? What difference does it make? I'll tell you what difference it makes, and we were all pretty dumb not to figure it out before. How did Joe know I'd let Flash out? I don't know. I, I, I assume... He was probably sneaking around the jail. And why? Because he was going to let Flash out himself so he could blame this new robbery on him. Why? That makes sense. While you galoots was chasing Flash, aiming to string him up, Joe was getting away with the robbery. I can give you my word Flash didn't do it. He was with me every minute. Come on, men. We've got to find Joe. I bet you he's headed for that hidden valley where I found them rustled cattle. Good idea, Flash. There he is! Rope him, Flash. I'll get him if it's the last thing I do, darling. I got him. Look! The money's still on him. My money. Our money, you mean? We sure owe Flash an apology. Catching Joe red-handed that way with the money on him makes us out to be a bunch of greenhorns. It's only a matter of time before he confesses. I guess our sheriff is the smartest one in the country. Thanks heaps, boys. But I'm... resigning. What? what? The law reads that if one candidate withdraws, the runner-up gets the job. Flash is more than the runner-up. He's the... winner? But you did all the thinking and stuff. All I did was rope the owl hoot, and you could have done that. So make Flash your deputy so he can do the heavy lifting while you do the law enforcement. I'm withdrawing and resigning to be just Mrs. Flash. Oh, hell no. I did not sign up for this. Um, just, just say the line. But after me doing all the legwork and figuring out everything... I give up my job just to become a trophy wife? I was the star of this book until the publishers decided to jump on the romance bandwagon. I gotta agree with my wife here. No reason she can't be married to me and be sheriff. I see that now after watching her crack this case. We've striven to be historically accurate with these stories. Even when the story's ending contradicts everything we've learned? That it contradicts the character's story arc? Look, it was a different time. So I should just capitulate? Screw this. Just cut to Frontier, Cupid. Oh no. You put me in this outfit, but I ain't gonna be responsible for this.
fine, fine. Just cut to the outro. Fight the power, kids. Question authority. You've been listening to Sheriff Sal's Last Stand, adapted by Thomas DJ, produced by Chris Honeywell, and performed by the Akadekaganagan Theater Works. Sarah Palmero was Sheriff Sally Starr. David Ellis was Flash Gannon. Chris Honeywell was Frontier Cupid. Nicole Tomty was Lady Citizen, Saloon Owner, Preacher, and Producer. Chris Tyler was Banker Ted. Eugene R. Hendricks was Rancher Pete and Cowhand. Thomas DJ was Male Citizen, Blacksmith, and Mr. Brown. Jim Moon was Joe. This audio play was based on the story featured in the A.A. Wynn comic Western Love Trails No. 7, published in 1949, penciled by King Ward, and is in the public domain. If you enjoyed this story, it and many other comic books in the public domain are available at digitalcomicmuseum.com. Please visit and support them. Please visit 8TW at akadekagonagon.blogspot.com for news on upcoming and current projects. Until next time, good night. This broadcast was brought to you by Grandma Grunts' old-fashioned pies, cakes, and pizza rolls. Grandma Grunts, defying the laws of time and space since 2097.